Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Football Frenzy. Welcome inside Studio 34. This is the Fantasy Football Frenzy live on Zumo TV Channel 719. Like to welcome in all of our viewers as well on the Sports Grid TV network. Once again, I am Frank Sample, joined by the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and George Kurtz for today's show. Jim, what's going on, man? How'd you sleep last night? I slept like crap, but I feel great. Um, you know, look, we're getting closer and closer every day to real football. I am so happy. I got to crank out a piece uh, that that I did on uh, back at the beginning of August on Sports Illustrated. So I threw it back out there today because it's relevant again. And that's because Jarek McKinnon had a set, setback at practice. Looks like he might go on IR. Matt Breida is the back to own. That's absolutely right. We'll we'll get into that in just a few moments. But before that, I want to welcome in George Kurtz as well. George, how's everything going last night? How did you sleep? Did your children allow you to sleep last night, George? (laughs) Uh, Children allowed me to sleep. Uh, Like Jim, I don't know. They didn't sleep very well last night. Had to go to some junior high school orientation this morning. And I got Gabe uh, texting me, wanting me to come on. I'm like, oh, you know, I can't come on. I'm listening to the principal talk. I don't think that would be a good first impression for my seventh grade daughter. (laughs) The that life of funny. a dad, George Kurtz, out here <laughs> doing junior high school uh, meetings and uh, texts from Gabe Morenci trying to hop on as well. Uh, but today on the show, we will be uh, going over NFC training camp updates following preseason week three. We did the same thing yesterday for the AFC. I mentioned that there was an article written on The Athletic where they asked him a bunch of fantasy questions and the NFL beat writers for these respective teams gave answers to the best of their ability, to the best of their knowledge as well. So we did the AFC yesterday. We'll jump into the NFC today. But as Jim alluded to, there was some breaking news just before we we went live today, and that was regarding Jarek McKinnon and the San Francisco 49ers. So we already heard a little bit from Jim. I'll, I'll get your thoughts as well. But I want to throw it your way right now, George. Just ask you about this situation overall. We've seen throughout draft season, Tevin Coleman has been a steady riser. He's kind of settled in that late fifth round, early sixth round range. He obviously has familiarity with the Kyle Shanahan offense. A Kyle Shanahan offense that breeds fantasy running backs year in and year out. I mean, last year we were starting Jeffrey Wilson at some point. So if we can cut this down from three to two, which is what it looks like right now, and we just have Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida, that seems like it's going to be a very profitable situation for fantasy football this season, George. Do we have George? All right, I'll throw it your way, Jim. I'll throw it your way, Jim, regarding, uh, because you already have thoughts regarding Matt Breida. Obviously, he's looked really good in the preseason, arguably better than Tevin Coleman. You know, as I was just saying, we cut this down from three running backs to two. That makes things a lot easier for fantasy owners on a weekly basis. Absolutely. And, you know, look, it's going to come down to this. Which one of these is really the guy that takes over? Um, You know, everybody's counting on Coleman right now. I'm not. I've been counting on Breida for a while now just because, you can get him so much later in a draft. He represents more value. But overall, I just think he's a better running back than Coleman is. 
Um, I know they brought Coleman in. I get that. You have to have multiple backs. It's absolutely something they learned last year that because they ended up having to start Jeff Wilson at times. So, yeah, I, I know they brought him in, and Kyle Shanahan is very comfortable with Coleman, but Breida's been having a great camp. Don't be surprised if he takes over the, the main back role here. And, look, I, I just he's still going off the board later than Coleman, so he definitely represents more value. And, and I love it. I'll take that more value almost every time. And when I think the running back's actually even better than the starter, I'm going to take it that much more. Matt Breed, a super talented running back. We saw that last year, average over five yards per carry. George, I started to ask you about this San Francisco 49ers situation. We only have a minute left, but over the past couple of days, Tevin Coleman's ADP is 58, while Matt Breed's is 102. There's a lot of value there right now, George, regarding Matt Breed. I don't trust Coleman, guys. Uh, I've said it uh, a few times. I had him on a couple of teams last year. I I knew I, I was pretty sure Freeman would get hurt. I wanted Coleman, got him late, and I thought he was disappointing. I know his YPC was 4.3. It sounds good, but as an owner, he I guess he had some big gains because consistency wasn't there. I want really very little to do with them. I'd agree with, uh, with Jim. I'd rather have Breeder several rounds later. The value's better. Matt Breida, one of the best values in fantasy drafts right now. That is regarding the news that came out with Jarek McKinnon just before the show kicked off. But this is the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Sports Grid TV network, also now on Zumo Channel 719. We'll be back right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. 
Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. the window. It's ridiculous for the Colts organization to have made this decision together with Andrew Luck and not make an announcement right away to just sit on it. It got around to some players. Players talk to agents and there you go. It gets out there to Adam Schefter's of the world, Ian Rappaport's of the world and those guys, they're in the business of breaking news and it's, it gets out. Another bad look from the Indianapolis Colts organization. What's live weekdays 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern on Sumo TV channel 719. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Sports Grid TV Network, Zumo Channel 719. I am Frank Sample, joined by the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and George Kurtz, bringing you the latest storylines going on in training camp, specifically with the NFC teams. Before the break, we hit up the San Francisco 49ers with the news regarding Jarek McKinnon, and it's not looking good right him right now. He's had another setback, and there's a chance that he could land on the IR once again, this upcoming season, making Matt Breida one of the best values in drafts right now. But I want to move on to the Carolina Panthers. We've heard some, you know, whispers, some reports uh, can about I just this. Jump in there, Frank, Frank, what do you can got, I Jim? Just jump in real quick. I yep. just want to give an update because uh, Henry Muto is in our chat room, and this is like his big week. He takes off from work and does a hundred million drafts. He's had very good success in high stakes drafts, and he said Breida was going off in the seventh and eighth round in uh, the five drafts he did yesterday. So he's already climbing up boards. This news about McKinnon today could even drive that up higher. We may see Coleman and Breida going back-to-back soon. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of what's gone on with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, right, Jim? Because as we've seen throughout uh, training camp here and throughout fantasy football draft season, DJ Moore really started off as like a late fourth, early fifth round pick. And now we're seeing Curtis Samuel move all the way up into the sixth round, sometimes even approaching where DJ Moore is being drafted. So reminds me a lot of what's going on there. I'm looking right now at the fantasy football calculator. They have uh, they have a tool here where you can look at what the ADP has done over the past month for Matt Breida. So for example, on July 28th, his ADP was picked 1301. And over the past month, as of the drafts that have happened today, Matt Breida's ADP is 8.06. So yes, climbing up into that 7th, 8th round range now, I think that's a really good point that you bring up, Jim. We could be seeing him close in on Tevin Coleman. Uh, and you just mentioned it in the first segment. You like uh, you like Matt Breida even more than Tevin Coleman. It sounds like even in a vacuum. So if we're still getting two or three rounds uh, difference between those two guys, it just, again, represents one of the best values in fantasy drafts right now. I want to move on to those Carolina Panthers, and we've heard some stories about Christian McCaffrey uh, potentially having his snaps decrease this year, but now we've seen his goal line is going to, his goal line usage is going to be limited as well. The thing is, I don't really know who they're going to limit it with unless they just use Cam Newton more on the goal line, because if you look at his backups here, guys, Cameron Artis Payne, Jordan Scarlett, who they use a fifth round pick in this year's draft on, I just don't really see a serviceable backup and even last year when they had C.J. Anderson as, as a serviceable backup, they didn't use him. So, George, are you buying into this report that Christian McCaffrey is going to have his workload on the goal line limited this year or in general? Because they've talked about scaling his snaps back a little bit this upcoming season. Well, I think it sounds like a great plan 
McCaffrey's not a big back where you want him pow- you know, piling into that defensive line over and over again. But, you know, plans are great in August. They generally don't yeah. they don't materialize in September. You imagine there's nobody else there. Uh, it, you know, hey, Rivera can say, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. But we see this over and over again. Coaches go with their best player. McFadden, by far, is their best player. There's no one even close to him. So I think he may start off doing it, and then that first time that back doesn't get the first time, or doesn't get into the end zone, and McCaffrey then does, guess what? They sort of forget that plan. You know, let's go with the best play. Let's make sure we win the game. Let's make sure we get the touchdown, get the first down, that sort of thing. So I think it sounds great now. The coaches, there's a lot of ideas coaches love in August, love in July. And then come September when the games count, they go by the wayside. You know, uh, so I'm not worried about McCaffrey. Boy, I'm, I'm not going to drop in my rankings because I'm worried about some, uh, you know, third string back taking touchdowns. They, like I said, they may start out doing it, but I think they'll go away pretty quickly if that back doesn't work out. Jim, last year, Christian McCaffrey played 91% of his team snaps. That was most among running backs last year. There were eight games where he played 100% of the snaps. That's just absolutely bananas, and that's why he's worthy of being drafted inside of the top three picks. Are you buying into this report at all? I mean, they can use Cam Newton. I mean, maybe not anymore now with this foot injury, but do you buy into them potentially limiting his role, uh, specifically on the goal line as well? I do. It's very possible. Look, Again, we're thinking of it in terms of fantasy. They're thinking in terms of NFL. They know they got a rare back in him, and they want to keep him healthy for as long as freaking possible. So, yeah, they're going to limit his touches. I'm not worried about that because he, he's still so damn good that even with minimal touches, he's still going to put up great fantasy points. I have no problem with that. Losing the touchdowns, I mean, that's not his game, goal line back work anyway. And When he scores, most of the time it's from outside the five, and he takes it to the house. So I'm not worried about him losing a few touches at the goal line. Uh, And I think Jordan Scarlett is the guy they're going to count on to be that goal line back. He's got that, you know, 5'11", 210 muscular build to to be able to try to do that kind of thing. You know, like George said, does it succeed? We don't know. If it doesn't, then absolutely toss it out the window. Okay, well, we got to give it to our best back and live with it. And that's what they'll do. But if he does have any luck with it, if this offensive line can get him a few scores early on, then absolutely it could become a thing for them. Real quick, Jim, you mentioned that Jordan Scarlett could be the one that they bring in on the goal line. Do, do you also see him as the handcuff in this situation as well? Like if something were to happen to McCaffrey, do you think Jordan Scarlett would see the bulk of the workload when it comes to the running backs for the Panthers? Ooh, that, you know, that's a tough call at this point. Uh, they might go to Artis Payne just because he's got experience. Um, and they could trust him not to make the mistakes that a rookie might make. But that at this point in time, there there is no clear-cut handcuff. Nobody I would want to handcuff to him just because we just don't know which way they're going to go with that. Uh, I think Scarlett is going to become the better running back behind McCaffrey when all is said and done. But as a rookie, if they had to turn to him right now, I think they would have issues with that. He's still a little raw. All right, I want to jump around here in the NFC as well. I want to jump over to the New York Giants here right in our backyard. Sterling Shepard, the report here was that he's going to be good to go. He's going to be on the field for week one. I mean, that's a lot of what we've heard so far regarding uh, the, the broken thumb injury that he suffered earlier on in training camp. But last year, I don't know if most people realize this, guys. He finished as wide receiver 30 overall last season in half PPR leagues. He lost Odell Beckham Jr. Golden Tate has a four-game suspension. And Sterling Shepard's ADP is now wide receiver 38. So when I add when I add all this up, 
It doesn't really make sense to me. And admittedly, I've had him too low in my rankings, and I think I have to start to move him up a little bit here. I know we have concerns about Eli Manning, and Daniel Jones is probably going to take over at some point this year. But Daniel Jones has looked pretty good in the preseason so far. So, George, George, I'll throw this one your way first. Sterling Shepard, is he being a little bit disrespected for fantasy purposes right now? He's wide receiver 38. He finished as wide receiver 30 last season. This doesn't seem to add up to me. Oh, it's only eight spots, so I don't know if I feel uh, say he's disrespected. I do think he's going later in drafts than he should. He's in a big tier with a bunch of other wide receivers, and people seem to want to go with the other guys. Maybe it's because of what you mentioned. You know, always switch to uh, Daniel Jones eventually. No one knows when that might be. Week two, four, six. I personally, I think it's week seven. I think that's when the perfect time is, but it could be week fifteen for all we know. Uh, and I think Shaw Shepard will produce. Now losing Beckham, that's you can't tell me that's not a loss there. You know, that's a safety and you know, a top cornerback that was on. Oh, Be- oh, Beckham all the time. Now that might go Shepard's way. When Tate comes back, he's a slot guy, so he's not going to see that anyway. So there is some worry there as well. I get it. And uh, But the good news is, if you're a Shepard owner, you know everybody and their mother is worried about Barkley. Stop Barkley. He's not going to see too much double coverage. Jim, I'm also going to ask you, uh, one of our resident Giants fans here on the Sports Grid TV network, regarding Sterling Shepard, I have him as my wide receiver 43, and you know, just laying out everything that I just did, it seems like I have him a little bit too low. Just ahead of him, I have Emmanuel Sanders, Geronimo Allison, Marvin Jones, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So, I mean, do I have Sterling Shepard too low? Is he being undervalued right now in fantasy drafts? Let me put it this way. Hell yeah, of course you are. Look, he's the number one on a team that, sure, they want to run the ball a lot, but they got to throw, especially when they're playing from behind. So he's absolutely going to be heavily targeted, heavily involved in the offense, and absolutely that is way too low for him. I have him currently as my number 31 wide receiver. 31? Why? I mean, wow. So I have uh, I have D.D. Westbrook and Curtis Samuel in that range. So it seems like I do have to make a little bit of an adjustment here. Again, after looking at those numbers, look, he had Odell Beckham on his team last year. I understand, you know, Odell Beckham took away a lot of the coverage. But let's remember, they played those final four or five games without Odell Beckham. And Sterling Shepard, again, finishes the wide receiver 30. He's going to have opportunity, especially the first four weeks of the season. You know, he can really help you get off to a fast start in fantasy football this season. So... You're right, Jim. I have to make some adjustments here. i got to move Sterling Shepard up in my rankings. But keep that in mind when you have drafts tonight and for the rest of this weekend. When we get back, we're going to move over to some other teams, the Detroit Lions as well, right here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. We'll be right back. Full-time fantasy. Boyd is never really there on my radar. It's not that I don't like him. I do like Tyler Boyd, and I, and I really like him for the first four or five weeks. I think in round five, where you would take him, I've been taking a running back. Okay, I think even receivers, too. Again, it depends who's on the board, but yeah, I'm trying to think. I have, I might have Boyd in one league. I definitely don't have much. Uh, I just feel like there's other players in that range that I've been taking. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Game time decisions. KFC is far superior to Popeyes. I agree. I don't like Popeyes. It's always soggy and like nasty. And like the chicken is no good at Popeyes. Chicken, chicken's rubbery. I don't understand why people go wild for this stuff, dude. I'm down with your 11 herbs and spices, but I will tell you this. Millennials like Popeyes more. Guys in their 40s plus like KFC more. Except for Gramps. I think he likes Popeyes more. Gang. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, more. I eat green bean yeah. sandwiches. Settle down, yeah. Weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Hey, Frank, I got to ask you, do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Well, then go to pointsbet.com backslash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID. G-R-I-D, and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the New York Jets minus three and they beat the Dolphins by seven points, you receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com backslash grid. Enter promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Well, thank you, Jim Day. And to answer your question, I would like those. So uh, I'm going to head on over there and make that happen. It's Frank Stanfield here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy, joined by the aforementioned Jim Day, Fantasy Taz, and George Kurtz. And before the break, I mentioned the Detroit Lions. Look, this isn't breaking news or anything, but the report from the Lions beat writer in this article was that Carrion Johnson will likely have his touches limited to 15 to 20 per game. That's pretty much what we've expected all along. But I've seen the ADP fluctuate a little bit here, guys, where, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we're really getting excited about uh, Carrion Johnson, when they let go of Theo Riddick, 
We see him climb up all the way into the late second round, maybe even early third round range. Now it seems like he's come back down to earth a little bit after the third preseason game. We see C.J. Anderson mixed in with the first team offense. We see C.J. Anderson used a little bit on third downs as well. So I'll just ask you guys, where have you kind of settled on on Johnson right now? George Kurtz, I'll throw it your way first. You know, in terms of uh, the running back position, whether you want to break it down in tiers or ranking, you know, how are you handling on Johnson right now? Because it seemed like at some point the hype was going to get too far out of reach on him, but now people have kind of scaled it back a little bit as well. It's kind of been down with on Johnson. We heard this talk about them limiting his touches in minicamp, probably in May, maybe it was June. And then they, oh, no, at the beginning, no, nope, no, nope, we're not going to limit his touches. He's going he's to carry the ball. He's going to touch the ball, best player, all that. And then now they're saying they're going to limit him, him again. Now, I always look at it like this. Once again, is his August talk. Matt Patricia might be on the hot seat here if he has another bad season. You know, if, he's, if this team is 5-6 and six going into Week 12, whatever it might be, and they're, you know, carry on averaging 17 touches a game, and they're not winning ball games, guess who's going to get the ball? He's got to start winning games. He, that plan will go out the window again. They may even, if they start 2-3, and 2-4, and four, he's got to give carry on Johnson the ball. So I always take that with a pretty big grain of salt about how much they're going to give him uh, the ball. He's their best player. Uh, certainly on the run side there. I know Gaudi's pretty damn good, too. I've settled on him as probably a third round back. That's where I like him. I, I'm not all, all that worried about this talk. I'm not going to put him as a running back one or anything uh, like that. But he's, I'd, I'd rather have him over Fournette. I'd rather have him over Freeman, uh, Gordon. He's right there to me with uh, Jacobs. I haven't had a Henry. So I like him almost in a class of his own. I like him with Carson, uh, Aaron Jones, Damian Williams, those backs. Yeah, so I have him RB13 right now. I have Damian Williams just ahead of him as RB12, and then just behind him I have Aaron Jones, Devontae Freeman, and Leonard Fournette. So it seems like we're in a similar range right here. Look, Carryon Johnson was great last year when he played. You know, 5.4 yards per carry was tied for second amongst running backs. Theo Riddick got cut, as we mentioned, at least behind 74 targets and 61 receptions. Jim, where have you kind of settled in here on Carryon Johnson? And I also want to add a, uh, a second question here. Carry on Johnson or David Montgomery, since I know that you are the David Montgomery guy. Well, let's start with the first one. I, I currently have uh, Carry on Johnson at 16, right behind Devontae Freeman and Josh Jacobs, right in front of Chris Carson and Sony Michelle. I think that's a, a nice tier right there. All of those guys pretty pretty close together when season's done. And, you know, this is going to be become the norm, uh, especially when a team finds a guy that they feel is special. They're not going to get 20, 25 carries anymore there's no way when they see teams you know like when they see Alvin Kamara being able to be successful with limited touches then that's what we're going to start seeing from these stars we're going to start seeing them you know touch the ball 15 17 times a game and that's going to be it and most likely they're still going to give us good fantasy points while doing that as long as they can stay efficient a lot of that comes down to the offensive line and the offensive players around them so hopefully Stafford is fully healthy and if he is and can throw the ball down the field and this, the passing offense gets moving again with the addition of Hawkinson you know all of that stuff comes into play and if they are successful there then carry on is going to be successful he could easily move up from 16 for me you know into that next tier but right now I just feel more comfortable in the tier he's in so where do you oh, have the, where do you have right, David Montgomery ranked yeah I almost forgot the second question <laughs> it's no, all right um I actually have David Montgomery at number 11 wow uh, pretty sure might be the highest ranking on the freaking planet right now and I don't care this kid is a beast he runs angry he has something to prove he wants to prove it every time he touches the ball and I do think this Chicago offense takes a step forward with Trubisky with another year to go you know into it and 
knowing this offense a little better. So I, I absolutely love Montgomery. So I have him at number 11. I actually have him right now above Damian Williams. And you guys know I love Damian Williams. So there you go. Jim Day is riding the David Montgomery bus right now. He is the leader of the bandwagon when it comes to David Montgomery. This upcoming season has him as his RB11. Guys, I want to stay in the NFC North. I want to ask you about the Vikings, Alexander Madison. This report revealed that, nothing too crazy, but that he should see short yardage work. What I took away from this was he could vulture touchdowns away from Dalvin Cook. The reason why I think this is so relevant is because Dalvin Cook, especially after that 80-yard touchdown run that we saw in the third preseason game, it just seems like his ADP has steadily been moving up. I've seen drafts where he goes in the late first round. Uh, Right now in the NFC, he settled in at 14.89 as his ADP. So early second round pick, but I have seen him go in the first round of some of these drafts. The reason I bring this up, guys, again, is because you know if he's getting his touchdowns vultured from Alex Madison... I mean, Alexander Madison is the bigger back of the two, and you know they opted not to re-sign Latavius Murray. That's probably because you know they they see something in this kid, Alexander Madison here. So if he can handle this short yardage work and steal some of these goal lines away, I don't know that Dalvin Cook is going to be able to live up to expectations being drafted as a borderline first round pick. Jim, where do you come in on Dalvin Cook and this whole situation regarding Alexander Madison? Because I think Alexander Madison is someone that can actually have standalone value if they're going to use him in that Latavius Murray role from last season. And I agree with you, and that's a a reason I've been grabbing Madison a lot of drafts, just because he's going so late. Look, again, I don't think it has anything to do with Dalvin Cook. He's not going to be the guy from the one-yard line that's going to bowl his way into the end zone. He's the guy that's going to beat you from 10 yards out and get into the end zone. It's all on his plate this year. If he stays healthy, this is a guy that could get up into the top five running backs. He has that kind of talent. It's on him. He's got to stay on the field for 16 games or at least very close to it. Uh, If he does that, then you know we definitely, he will be in that first-round discussion next year much earlier than where he's going now. But it's on him to stay healthy. If he doesn't stay healthy, then he's just going to be one of those guys that you have to keep sliding down your board. Yeah, we saw over the final three games of the season last year when Kevin Stefanski took over as the offensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings that Dalvin Cook's snap share went up to 72%. That was ninth highest among running backs. Uh, He averaged 18 touches per game during those final three games as well. Uh, So look, if... If he's going to be used in that capacity, I understand the excitement. But, George, when, I, when you talk about using a late first round, early second round pick on a running back, don't you want a running back that is going to be used on the goal line as well? I mean, it seems like that's how Nick Chubb is going to be used, and he's going in a similar range. It seems like that's how Le'Veon Bell is going to be used as well, and he's going in a similar range as well. So, look, I understand Dalvin Cook's explosiveness. I've seen it. Obviously, we've all seen it on display. But if I'm using my early second-round pick on a running back, I want that person to get short yardage and goal line situation work as well. Is this something that concerns you, George? Well, it concerns me. But if you didn't, if you have an early second-round pick, that means you had a top, uh, a late first-round pick. You didn't get one of those top five, six picks. Those are the complete backs. That's why they are where they are. All these backs are going to have a problem that we're talking about here. Now, I like Dalvin Cook. Yes, the goal line is a problem. And yes, I'll worry about it. But you mentioned Chubb. We worry that, well, maybe they won't run the ball as much. Then we got to worry about Kareem Hunt coming back. You can go on and on with the backs. In, in this range, there's a problem with all of them. 
I like Joe Mixon a lot. Problem is, team's terrible. They'll be trailing in the second half. You better catch a lot of balls for his value. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. You know, how, much, how much running can they do in the second half? You know, Todd Gurley, okay, now we got to worry about the knee. And then you, know, you got Malcolm Brown, you got Daryl Henderson. What's going to happen there? They're going to manage his workload. We can go on and on about the backs in this range, about the problems they have. Now, I haven't drafted Dalvin Cook in any league yet. Uh, it's just a quirk. I'm not trying to avoid him. It just hasn't come up where uh, he's been there when my t- time has come. So I'm not trying to avoid the guy. But yeah, there are some worries here. I think Madison is a very good back in his own right. He, I'm not a big believer in handcuffs anymore, guys, because so many running backs have standalone value. And you know, if I had Cook, I don't necessarily want to take Madison. I want to take the next best back because I might want to start that guy in my bye week when injuries occur. But Madison is a back where I'd be looking to grab. And if I had Cook, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at Madison as the handcuff to Cook. I would still look at Madison as someone I could play even when Cook is healthy. Even Cook is playing because he can cover another guy that's on by for me. I think Madison is that kind of back. He's a good, he's a good back in his own right. Yeah, I think we all kind of settle in there in a similar spot when it comes to Alexander Madison in terms of his value and how we feel about him this upcoming season. You know, if you go zero RB and you start with wide receivers and tight ends earlier on in your drafts, or you play in a super flex and you grab these quarterbacks early on, Alexander Madison is somebody that could have standalone value. And as we've continuously talked about when it comes to Dalvin Cook, This is somebody who has missed 15 games in his first two seasons due to ACL injuries, due to hamstring injuries as well. So, you know, I hear what you're saying when it comes to the the handcuff situation, George. You know, uh, there are a lot of running backs that just have standalone value. We feel that way about Madison. But if we're just talking about ranking the top handcuffs this upcoming season, I have to assume that Alexander Madison is up there just based on the injury history of Dalvin Cook and how much we assume the Minnesota Vikings want to run the ball this upcoming season. We talked about one cook in the kitchen. I'm going to get into another cook when we come back of the New Orleans Saints. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Sports Grid TV network. Also now on Zumo Channel 719. I am Frank Stanford. We'll be back right after this. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. 
MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow, the number 100.com. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. In this league. And David Montgomery, every single rookie running back is getting an incredible push, maybe at the worst time, for people to take advantage of draft values. Tony Pollard is getting first team reps. I don't. Reichwell Armstead might be the only running back that's a rookie in the entire NFL right now that isn't getting crazy hype. Saturdays, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Frenzy. It's the Sports Grid TV Network live on Zumo Channel 719. I am Frank Stample, joined by the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and George Kurtz. Going through some NFC training camp storylines. We got some updates in an article from The Athletic the other day. Some beat writers giving their thoughts regarding fantasy football situations. I mentioned before the break, I want to move over to another Cook. We were just talking about Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Now I want to get into Jared Cook and the New Orleans Saints. He really has kind of settled in as that consensus tight end seven off the board, or maybe not consensus. I'll find out from these guys in a couple of seconds, but Jared Cook going inside, you know, the top seven, top eight tight ends this year. And the report here said that the Saints want to use Jared Cook similarly to Jimmy Graham. Well, I mean, there are a lot of things that we want to do in life. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to happen, but I can see I can see what they're saying in the sense of maybe from a scheme perspective, a usage perspective, you know, they want to use Jared Cook similarly to, to Jimmy Graham when he was with the New Orleans Saints, but in terms of the volume, we just know that that's not going to be there. Obviously, they have Michael Thomas and they have Alvin Kamara, uh, but last year, Jared Cook finished as the tight end five, 68 receptions, 896 yards, and six touchdowns. He was basically the top receiving option for the Oakland Raiders after they traded away Amari Cooper. There wasn't really much else to throw the ball there last year. It's just it's going to be really hard for him to come close to those numbers this upcoming season, competing behind Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. So, George, I'll set this one up for you first. I'll throw it your way. Like, yeah, they want to use him in a similar way to Jimmy Graham, but... At best, he's third in the pecking order. Do you have any shares of Jared Cook? Do you agree with him going off the board as that, that tight end seven, tight end eight in like that sixth, seventh round range? I don't have a problem where he is. Uh, to me, he's the third tier. You know, Anthony uh, Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, Ingram, Howard, Henry. I have Cook there, McDonald, and Njoku, and Walker. You know, those are the other guys. You want to put him at the top of that? I don't have an issue with it. You know, I might prefer one of the other guys over him. I wonder, you know, Drew Brees didn't look good uh, as the season went on. Last season, I think he's up there in age, get a little tired. You know, arm gets a little a little weary as the season goes on. I think they need to manage him, especially in practice, how many throws he makes there. Keep that arm arm strong. Sure, they'd like to use him as Jimmy Graham. I'd like to use uh, you know, everything could say that. 
You know, like he's with Gronkowski. Like you said, it doesn't mean it's going to, going to work there. They couldn't make it work with Watson. Let's see what kind of chemistry he gets there. I forget the Indianapolis tight end that went there as well. It didn't work with him either. So uh, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work. We'll see here. But I am interested mainly because I'm still waiting for another weapon to develop there outside of Michael Thomas, outside of Alvin Kamara. What's that? If, if he can be that weapon, he'll have a very good season if he can get that chemistry of Priest. So, yes, I'm interested. But as of right now, I don't believe I have any shares. I think that's a good way to put it too, George, because I'm interested as well for the reasons that you've mentioned. You know, we've been waiting for, it seems like it's been a long time, but we've been waiting for Traquan Smith. You know, he's still super young. Uh, they've been talking him up a little bit in training camp. They still have Ted Ginn there. But Jim, you know, George is right that there hasn't really been a third option in the receiving game the past couple of seasons for the Saints to really step up. Can Jared Cook be that player? Or do you expect someone like Traquan Smith to step up the season for the Saints? Uh, I'll start with the Traquan Smith. No. Um, look, I would have been all over Traquan Smith a lot that Traquan Smith a lot more if they had let Ted Ginn walk. But the fact that Ted Ginn is still there, still as fast as ever, these guys are pretty much mirrors of each other. They run the same thing, they do the same thing, and Ginn has more experience and they have more work history with him and Breeze than they do with Traquan. So I'm not buying into Traquan at all this year. Uh, if Ginn goes down, that would change, but right now, no. The problem I have with Cook is, look, he showed us last year he can still play at a high level in this league and got the opportunity because they had no wide receivers. This year, the problem I have is Drew, Drew Brees. Um, not only do they want to throw less, which is one little tick off, um, the second tick off is he doesn't care what the number is on the back of your jersey except for Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Everybody else, he fair game, and he'll use his other tight ends. He'll get them involved. Everybody will catch something, and it just won't be the same kind of numbers with Cook. So if you're drafting Cook this year based on the numbers he did, he made last year in Oakland, don't do it. I'm not saying he'll be a total dud, but I can't see him matching those numbers from last year. I think he has a good season, and I have him at, you know, at number 10, I think, right now, maybe 9. Uh, in my ranking, so I'm not totally down on him, but don't draft him based on what he did last year. It, it won't be re replicated this year. Jim, I agree that he's not going to come close to the 900 yards and six touchdowns that he had last season with the Oakland Raiders. Again, really as you know, their top receiving target once they traded Amari Cooper away. But can you argue that he's been the best tight end that this Saints team will have since they got rid of Jimmy Graham? I mean, he's better than Kobe Fleener, and you know he is younger than Ben Watson. It feels like Ben Watson has been around forever. I'm surprised that you're not drafting him in your drafts, Jim. But can't you argue that uh, Jared Cook is the best tight end this team has had since Jimmy Graham? I can, absolutely. But again, you know, even when Jimmy Graham was there, we saw Josh Hill and other guys coming in every once in a while and just sneaking enough away that it was really even hard to count on Jimmy Graham each and every week. Uh, look, I still, I'll stand by it. I think he has a good season. I just don't think it's going to be a great season. Fair enough. I have Jared Cook as my tight end seven going behind those top six, as George mentioned. It's the top three elite guys. It's Kelsey, Ertz, and Kittle, and then that group of O.J. Howard, Hunter Henry, and Evan Engram. For me, those are the only six tight ends that I have ranked ahead of Jared Cook as of now, but I do understand the concern. Do not expect him to put up the numbers that he did last season. That's just the state of the tight end position overall, though. Guys, I want to move over to the Minnesota, uh, the Minnesota, the Green Bay Packers. Yes, they do play in Green Bay. They do not play in Minnesota. Uh, but regarding the number two Packer, uh, the number two wide receiver situation, we've heard this over and over. We've talked about this a lot. 
But now, you know, with drafts really kind of coming up here, a lot of people have been drafting already, but a lot more people are drafting now this week. They're drafting this upcoming weekend. Where have you guys really settled on the MVS, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, versus Geronimo Allison debate? Matt Schneidman of The Athletic covers the Packers, says that MVS will be the Packers' number two wide receiver. When they run two wide receiver sets, just wide receivers on the outside, it's going to be MVS and it's going to be Devontae Adams. When they go to three wide receiver sets, that is when Geronimo Allison is going to be on the field playing that slot wide receiver position. Jim, I'll start off with you this time. Are you going with Geronimo Allison or are you going with MVS? Because it seems really hard to get both of these guys on your team. As soon as one owner drafts one of these players, it seems like it's just after that that someone else is drafting the other Packers wide receiver that is left standing. So where have you kind of, uh, f- you know, just kind of uh, where have you where, where do came out regarding uh, MVS and Geronimo Allison this upcoming season? I have them very close together in my rankings, but with MVS slightly higher because he will. He is the true number two. He'll be on the field when they go to two wide receiver sets. But at the same time, Allison has a lot of value because in that slot, we know that Aaron Rodgers loves to use that slot. That slot position gets a very high pass percentage when on the field and being used. So I think both of these guys have great value. And if I miss out on one, I have no problem going after the other. I think they're going to end the season fairly close. George, is there a chance that we should just avoid this wide receiver two situation here for the Packers because they can just take away from each other? We know Devontae Adams is going to get his numbers. Aaron Rodgers has talked about in the offseason, you know, potentially giving Devontae Adams even more targets than he had last season. He's the unquestioned wide receiver one on the team. But there's definitely a range of outcomes where Geronimo Allison and MVS are just kind of taking away from each other, where one game it's this guy, one game it's the other guy. Is this a situation potentially that we should just stay away from? It's not just what you're talking about. It's also it's a new offense, new coach. We've seen Rodgers and LaFleur already go at each other a little bit. Rodgers wants to, wants to have the ability, which makes all the sense to me, to be able to change the play at the line of scrimmage. As he uh, said earlier on in camp, you know, they should take advantage of my experience. I completely agree with him. But LaFleur seems to want to run the play that he's called. So there's been some rub there. Uh, the comment about well, throwing the ball with Devontae Adams even more seems to me that what he's saying is he's the only guy I trust. Right, I mean, that, that's what it seems to me there. I mean, I agree with Jim. I think there could, there could be enough of both here. If the same offense is old, you know, I don't, I'm not dying to get either one. I think generally I've let one go off the board, then I've grabbed the other in a couple of leagues, so I have shares of both here. But these are guys who are yeah, the flex plays at best reserve wide receivers. If they don't pan out, I'm okay. Uh, I have question marks about this offense. I don't, think it's gonna, I don't think it's going to be the same as it was in past years, plus Rodgers keeps getting hurt. That's in the back of my mind. Also, maybe they do want to run them. Maybe they are going to make a consistent effort to run the ball with Aaron Jones. I can see that happening, too. I don't feel anywhere, and I love Aaron Rodgers, but I don't feel anywhere near as strong of this, as the, of this Green Bay offense as I used to. I, I come in on both sides there because, you know, I do like the value you're getting on Aaron Rodgers this year. I have Devontae Adams ranked as my wide receiver one, so I'm not you know, completely off on this Packers offense, but I do have concerns about this MVS versus Geronimo Allison. I do think that 
there could be games where you know one of these players emerges, and then there's. I think there's going to be a lot of inconsistency. I just don't know that someone is going to emerge. I do have MVS ranked a little bit higher than Geronimo Allison just because of the physical profile. Six foot four, he ran a four point three seven forty. So that size speed combination. I mean, he ranked in, in the ninety six percentile in that forty yard dash, and according to his speed score, that comes from uh, PlayerProfiler.com. But I just think the uh, the athletic profile is why I lean slightly with MVS. But it wouldn't surprise me one bit if this is a a frustrating situation with the Packers wide receiver two situation. I do think the one constant in this offense is going to be Devontae Adams. That's why I have him ranked as my wide receiver one overall. Guys, the last team I want to ask you about and player specifically is Darius Geis and Washington. We saw him make his debut this past weekend, preseason week three, ran 11 times for 44 yards, averaged four, four yards per carry, also had one reception for four yards as well. You know, people are talking about Darius Geis, you know, in that tier of running backs, it's round seven, round eight range with him, Rashad Penny, used to be Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is now skyrocketing up ADP boards, and I'm seeing him go in the fifth round of some drafts, but... I mean, if we're talking about Miles Sanders potentially being a league winner, can't we talk about Darius Geis in a similar way? Look, it's not the same offense, not the same offensive line. I realize that. But Darius Geis was a dynamic talent coming out of LSU. And I do think, you know, he'll probably get off to a slow start. But in terms of the second half of the season, I think Darius Geis is someone who can have that league winning potential in the second half of the season. George Kurtz, am I crazy? I think it's, oh, you're not just right pessimist. Optimist, I agree with everything you just said. I like guys. He has the talent. I think he could be a franchise back, three down back. Pessimist, coming off the ACL, AJ Peterson's there. Chris Thompson's going to be the third down guy. Uh, you know, you got, you got the rookie Love is there as well. Maybe it's playing time for him. Trent Williams doesn't want to play for the team anymore. They're terrible. They're going to be trailing. There's a lot of pessimism there. I like guys. I think he's a guy well worth grabbing. I would, I think, I would, if you're going to talk about a frail. Um, a championship back, you guy can grab late that might win you a championship. I think it's Geis more than Sanders. I think Sanders is going lower. Uh, but I think Geis has a lot of upside. I think he's a better back. I just don't know with that team if the opportunity is going to be there this year. This is looking very quickly to me like a lost year for Washington. They have no wide receivers to speak of. Jordan Reed's got the uh, concussion already. Who, who's anybody throwing to? Teams are going to look to stop the run game and make Washington throw at Keenum, Haskins. Maybe Joe Theismann's coming out of retirement. I don't, I'm not sure it matters there. I think this is a lost season for Washington. But I like Geis a lot. Over the past month on Fantasy Football Calculator, on July 28th, how about this? Miles Sanders' ADP was 708 going in the late seventh round. Darius Geis' ADP was 611. Since then, one month has gone by. Miles Sanders' ADP has gone up to 5.04. Darius Geis at 6.10. Jim Day, you know, how do you feel about the way that these guys have kind of moved a little bit in opposite directions? And can Darius Geis be a league winner? You know, something that I have kind of painted the picture, picture for, but more so as an optimist. Yeah, look, I like Geis' talent too, but for all the reasons George said, and then throw on top of that the offensive line woes at this point don't really thrill me i'm not buying into guys especially that that high i took a few chances on him later in drafts before but i won't grab him that early now for the fantasy taz jim day for george kurtz i am frank stanfield coming up next on the sports grid tv network it is the bfs with greg sussman as myself we're going to be talking about a lot of these adp risers and fallers so stay tuned right here on the sports grid tv network 
Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76 and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is Andro 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435 888-400-0435 andro400.com I'm gonna miss you Here's what you missed on Fantasy Football Frenzy I didn't want it to end Jim, last year, Christian McCaffrey played 91% of his team snaps. That was most among running backs last year. There were eight games where he played 100% of the snaps. That's just absolutely bananas, and that's why he's worthy of being drafted inside of the top three picks. Are you buying into this report at all? I mean, they can use Cam Newton. I mean, maybe not anymore now with this foot injury, but do you buy into them potentially limiting his role, uh, specifically on the goal line as well? I do. It's very possible. Look, Again, we're thinking of it in terms of fantasy. They're thinking in terms of NFL. They know they got a rare back in him, and they want to keep him healthy for as long as freaking possible. So, yeah, they're going to limit his touches. I'm not worried about that because he, he's still so damn good that even with minimal touches, he's still going to put up great fantasy points. So I have no problem with that. 
Losing the touchdowns, I mean, that's not his game, goal line back work anyway. And when he scores, most of the time it's from outside to five, and he takes it to the house. So I'm not worried about him losing a few touches at the goal line. Uh, and I think Jordan Scarlett is the guy they're going to count on to be that goal line back. He's got that, you know, 5'11", 210 muscular build to, to be able to try to do that kind of thing. You know, like George said, does it succeed? We don't know. If it doesn't, then absolutely toss it out the window. Okay, well, we got to give it to our best back and live with it. And that's what they'll do. But if he does have any luck with it, if this offensive line can get him a few scores early on, then absolutely it could become a thing for them. Jim, you mentioned that Jordan Scarlett could be the one that they bring in on the goal line. Do, do you also see him as the handcuff in this situation as well? Like if something were to happen to McCaffrey, do you think Jordan Scarlett would see the bulk of the workload when it comes to the running backs for the Panthers? Ooh, that, you know, that's a tough call at this point. Uh, they might go to Artis Payne just because he's got experience. Um, and they could trust him not to make the mistakes that a rookie might make. But that at this point in time, there there is no clear-cut handcuff. Nobody I would want to handcuff to him just because we just don't know which way they're going to go with that. Uh, I think Scarlett is going to become the better running back behind McCaffrey when all is said and done. But as a rookie, if they had to turn to him right now, I think they would have issues with that. He's still a little raw. All right, I want to jump around here in the NFC as well. I want to jump over to the New York Giants here right in our backyard. Sterling Shepard, the report here was that he's going to be good to go. He's going to be on the field for week one. I mean, that's a lot of what we've heard so far regarding uh, the, the broken thumb injury that he suffered earlier on in training camp. But last year, I don't know if most people realize this, guys. He finished as wide receiver 30 overall last season in half PPR leagues. He lost Odell Beckham Jr., Golden Tate has a four-game suspension. 